Welcome to Weekly MTG. There's only two of us this week. Yeah, it's only it's only us two, so you get a, a little a little more of a condensed experience with just two people. Yeah, the Blake yeah. and Steve show this week. Yeah. Uh, we are doing something a little different uh, this week. We've got kind of a break between things going on before Guilds of Ravnica comes out. Next week, we've got a pre-release show. So I've heard. Yep, yeah. With uh, Gavin Verhey and Matt Tabak. Who some of on. you might recognize. Might yeah. recognize those names. In the meantime, we thought we would catch up with a bunch of your questions. Because we know you have them. We know you have questions. We you ask yeah. many of them. So And so we're, we're running this uh, this week's stream as an Ask Us Anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be fielding the questions. Blake, as the uh, representative of answers, shall be the one to answer most of the time. Uh, thank you so much for those of you that submitted your questions early mm -hmm. on on Twitter. Uh, we have a selection of those to ask to kick things off. And if you do have questions for us, please let us know in chat. We've got our mods standing by to get us uh, get us the good questions. Top so ask people. Ask really good questions, <laughs> uh, and hopefully we'll be able to answer some of them. Answer as many as I can. All right. Uh, and then as you can see from the agenda, we've also got uh, a Mythic Edition Gills of Ramka unboxing later yeah. on in the show. So we'll get to show off some of the cool stuff from That's that That's pretty exciting. It's... Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen this before we announced it, and uh, I was kind of really impressed with yeah. the whole package. So. Yeah, it's really cool. We can't wait to show it to you. But first, your questions. Very excited about those. We have many questions. So uh, these questions come from Twitter, and uh, Blake asked for questions on, yep. on Twitter, and uh, you can feel free we to... we got a lot of good ones. Yeah, uh, here's, here's one such good one. Mm -hmm. uh, from at Lord of Ironforge on Twitter. Are you happy with Worlds happening just before standard rotation? So, uh, stand, I, standard rotation is one of my favorite times of the year. It's so great because you get to go back and uh, dive into cards that you reevaluate yeah. everything. You've got new cards coming out. It's a really fun time. Uh, Worlds is a fun experience, but it's also super competitive. It really is. It is in arguably the most competitive event that yep that ma of Magic. Period. Yeah. It, it yeah. is our biggest tournament, and so we're pulling. We pulled a lot of strings to make it so that they can play Guilds of Ravnica Limited, mm -hmm. even. We're locking them in rooms with product where they get to practice and do all this stuff, uh, but uh, asking them to uh, play standard. So typically, when pros talk to us about how much time they need before an event to prepare, mm -hmm. a month is usually about that amount of time. They need that much time to test with their teams, work together, that sort of deal. So it simply wasn't feasible given where Worlds needed to be in the year. Uh, we would have had to swear a whole bunch of people to secrecy on the entirety of the set. Yeah. Uh, it just it would not have worked. So uh, it, it's, Worlds is going to be an amazing event. It's the best players in the world oh, yeah. doing their thing. If nothing else, tune in for that, um, but also for Guilds of Ravnica Limited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see the best of the best play Guilds of Ravnica Limited. This yeah. format seems really sweet. I'm excited about it. It is. I haven't played it yet. Uh, from at Castel Anton. And literally every other person who asked me a question on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this old question. This well, old I'm sure I'm sure this has already come up in the chat. When will the 2019 GP schedule be available, and what is the future of PPTQ and PTQs? Um, I can answer that entire question with October 4th. October 4th. Yep. So um, we, as a lot of people know, 2019 is a transition year for us with when it comes to competitive gaming. We've got six Pro Tours yeah. coming next year, and that moves a lot of things around for us. Uh, in the past, PTQs that, and GPs, they've all kind of gone into this schedule that matched up quarterly. 
with yeah. having four yeah. Pro Tours. Uh, six Pro Tours changes that. Just a little bit. It turns out when you add a couple of events, it, uh, it might... It might shift things, it shifts a, little things bit. a little bit. Just a bit. Uh, so that's why we're uh, announcing the Grand Prix schedule a bit later in the year than uh, we have in the past. We've been working on the layout of the entire year. The Grand Prix system is also part of our qualification system. Yes. Uh, so that's why the question about the future of the PPTQ, PTQ system. Uh, we're going to answer all those questions October 4th right here on Weekly MTG uh, at 8 a.m. Pacific time. We're so doing a special yeah. morning stream. Right. Yep. So we'll, we'll be coming in early to, to you know, prep yep. and get ready. But 8 a.m. Pacific on October 4, uh, that's 11 a.m. Eastern for those yep. of you on the East Coast. I can tell you. I'll tell you two GPs. Ooh. So okay. um, the, the GP schedule is close. To, there's still a couple of things. But because they're coming up Fast. I will tell you the first two Grand Prix happening in uh, January. Mm -hmm. uh, so the weekend of January 5th and 7th, 5th through 7th, uh, Grand Prix Oakland. Okay. Grand Prix Oakland. Uh, and then January 12th, that weekend, so the following weekend after Grand Prix Oakland, uh, we're going to Prague. So first two of the year, January 5th, Grand Prix Oakland, second one, Grand Prix Prague. We'll have the full schedule uh, October 4th. So tune back in then. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about qualification. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. You don't want to miss it if you care about uh, our esports and competitive gaming. Area. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of things that I think people have been wanting to hear that they've been asking for. Because I'm sure, they've like been I said, I'm for sure a lot. Yeah, they, yes. they have a lot, quite a bit. And, and, and to be fair, this is later in the year. It than is. We've normally it is. I don't yeah. I don't want to trivialize that, but uh, yeah. I I know I personally am also looking forward to to hearing that schedule. Yeah. You know, it'll be it'll be fun to see where we're going and where people are going to get to play some really cool Magic events. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to continue on with the Twitter questions. We have a question from at Chaos Reptante. My favorite part of the show is going to be hearing you try to pronounce Twitter handles. You know, it's it's a challenge, but I feel like I'm <laughs> up for it. So we're going to go with at Chaos Reptante 747 mm -hmm. on Twitter. Uh, will the MTG Ravnica book that comes up in spring 2019 be translated into any non-English language? So to clarify, this is the... A uh, novel that is being published through Del Rey that yep. we announced By at Greg PAX Weissman. Prime. Yep. PAX West, sorry. Uh, so I believe the answer's no. Now, of course, Del Rey can kind of do what they want with translations. That's mm -hmm. not through us. Uh, last I heard, the answer was no, but uh, don't quote me on that. Nothing's ever set in stone. It's not coming out till next spring, uh, so there's time. Uh, this is a question that I know we had to do some research on beforehand. Research on this one. Yeah, yeah, this this one is I uh, I also wanted to know the answer to this when I saw this. Uh, at pluck one zero one six on Twitter <laughs> asks, what non basic land non token card has the most variations printed in terms of alternate art in the history of the game? My guess is evolving wilds, but I'm wondering if anybody truly knows. I'm sure chat is now going crazy with guesses as to what it could possibly be, and you should you should put those guesses in to see if you're you're going to be correct. But Blake, you you do know this. You did ask the the question, I, I right? I know the. So we don't know the with a hundred percent certainty that we have the right answer right. Uh, because our our information goes back a long ways, and we used to keep not as good records as we do now. Sure. Uh, but that said, we believe the non-basic land, non-token card with the most variations has 12 variations. Which is a lot. And that the close seconds have somewhere between 9 and 11 mm -hmm. variations. Uh, and that card is Stone Rain. Yeah, not what I would have expected, but when I heard it, I, I got yeah, it. It's yeah, it's not... I, I, 
can picture a bunch of different Stone Rains, and of course Stone Rain's been around since the game started, yeah. uh, so there's been a lot of time for variations, and it's strangely gotten new art a lot when it was reprinted, uh, whereas other cards that were reprinted from Alpha and on, you know, Giant Spider doesn't have 12 variations. It's, no. it's probably up in that 9 to 11 range, I would imagine. But, uh, yeah, Stone Rain's your winner. Yeah, that's... I, I keep my... Uh, the Stone Rain that I always think of is... I, I think it was from Starter or Portal. I mm -hmm. think of that art whenever I think of Stone Rain. And then I, I remember that there's, there's one for uh, Portal Three Kingdoms. Like, yeah. it was a very popular starter card. And every time I feel like it got new art. So, yeah, makes sense. And I, And if someone knows differently, if someone's like, Oh, no, I have 13 versions of this card... <laughs> Let I'm sure know. you'll let us know. Yeah. Uh, we believe the answer is 12 Stone Rain versions, yeah. but you know, we could be wrong. All right, so the next question of, uh, on Twitter comes from at Fall From Hell. Mm -hmm. Easy enough to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> how does design feel about Kaladesh as a whole now that it's about to rotate? Yeah, so I actually asked people down in R&D, specifically I talked to Mark Rosewater and Aaron Forsyth. Sure, the, I've the heard big, of them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're on. Yeah. Uh, so Mark actually has written about Kaladesh. He does his yearly state of design articles where he goes back through the last year. He talks about things that went well, things that didn't go well. Uh, and obviously Kaladesh he talked about in the 2017 state of design. So if you want to find that, just Google Mark Rosewater state of design 2017. It'll pop up. Um, and he talks a lot about Kaladesh there. But here's what he said to me. Uh, he said, I think Kaladesh was a cool design, but it had some execution issues. From a design standpoint, I wish we'd made more ways to interact with energy, which would have helped the community deal with it as a dominated standard. I also wish we had woven color more into it, as the color pie is an important safety net. Uh, there are also a lot of little issues, like making energy numbers easy to read. Uh, and then he points to his uh, state of design. He also did a podcast on Lesson Learned from Kaladesh, so he does a podcast called Drive to Work. If you don't listen to it, uh, it's on iTunes, uh, it's on our website, and just look for uh, Lessons Learned from Kaladesh, and he'll talk about it more there. That's uh, also where you can subscribe to the Weekly MTG you podcast. You can subscribe to like. the Weekly MTG podcast <laughs> there. Uh, with Aaron, he said, we were too ambitious with radically new things. Getting the numbers right on both vehicles and energy was too difficult. We should have limited it to one radically new idea. So either energy or vehicles and maybe uh, commit a little bit more to one of those is sure. what he's saying. Yep. So that is what uh, design feels about Kaladesh. Let's yeah. uh, move it on to at MTG Dad on Twitter. <laughs> when is Krenko getting his spark? Blake, when is Krenko getting his spark? Uh, who knows? That's, <laughs> that's, even if we knew the answer, it's not one we would share. No. Also, who says Krenko's getting a spark? Yeah, I didn't realize that he was on the... He, he I don't, had a spark. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that Krenko's getting a spark. I don't know that he's not getting a spark, but either way, that's... That, I mean, that does tie into our next question pretty well, which is from... A at, lot of Krenko Yeah, questions. a lot of Krenko questions. At J13X on Twitter asks, Hey, how's, how's Krenko doing? <laughs> how's Krenko doing? He... Has he had a fair hearing yet? Okay, so Krenko, mob boss, uh, last we saw him, he was being arrested by none other than Gideon Jura. 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 Gideon Jura. Uh, watching me pronounce actual card names <laughs> is part of the fun, too. Gideon Jura uh, was arresting Krenko after the whole Shatter Gang street riots thing. Uh, and so he was arrested. He was taken into custody. Uh, the comments I got from Story Folk in the building where he's not having a good week, referring to when he got arrested. Uh, and ominously, they said, though I can confirm he's alive, 
I, nobody was asking wow. if he was dead. Wow, that's so that went went straight to a to an interesting place there. Franco's not dead. Franco's not dead, and, and he's welcome. not having a good week. Yeah, that's that's your answer. He's not dead. You but he's heard also, it here first. He's also not having a good week. I mean, come on. Yes, yeah. he's uh, anyway. Uh, oh, here's here's a familiar familiar face from Twitter. At uh, MTG Rich, heard mm, of that guy? Yeah. Uh, Rich Hagon. So, so Blake, Rich Hagon asks... This is my Rich Hagon phase. Who is your favorite fat, funny, British, middle-aged magic personality, and why is it at MTG Rich? Uh, does Ricky Gervais play magic? No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, yeah, I... I oh God, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one, Rich. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. My, my favorite thing about Rich is the repartee he has with MT Chair. Those are... Those are some of my favorites. That eye roll yeah. is precisely <laughs> what Rich gets every time. I love Rich. Uh, we, we have we have a fun time. When, when are we going to have Empty Chair as a guest on Weekly MTG? Oh, he's That's here. Empty, empty Half he's Couch. Here. Empty Half Couch. Empty Half Couch. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. At Artos Kincaid asks, is Magic Story going to continue being released on the website, or is it only the novel for Ravnica? Yeah, that's a great question. A great uh, we question. are going to... Uh, have an article coming up in October that's going to lay out a lot of stuff coming up. But to answer this specific question, we are going to continue having yes. uh, magic fiction on the website yes. for free. Um, that's yeah. not, as far as we know, that's not going not to changing. end. It's nope. not changing. So we have the end. first story coming up October 10th of yeah. uh, Guilds of Ravnica. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to read that. It should be fun. Uh, we have another story question uh, from at base Jellerin on Twitter. That one was easy to pronounce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when will you be announcing the hashtag MTGGRN story writer, and will it be the same author for Ravnica Allegiance? Now and yes. Oh, should I actually say? Oh, you could. I you could, could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, the author for both the Guilds of Ravnica and the Ravnica Allegiance we web fiction so we already announced Greg Weissman as, as the novelist. The novelist. Uh, Nikki Drayden. Nikki, N-I-C-K-Y. Drayden, D-R-A-Y-D-E-N. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, I've read some of the stories. And uh, yeah, her first story will be up on the website on October 10th. Yeah. That'll be super exciting. Uh, let's see. We've got one from at Blair Witch Green. Yeah. On Twitter. After Dominaria's Saperling themes, Guilds of Ravnica seem the perfect time to help buff up Saperling Tribal for Standard. But there doesn't appear to be any Saperling cards in the set. What's up? What is up? What's uh, up? I, What's up, Blake? I, I, I went and asked Andrew Brown. So Andrew Brown uh, Downtown is, Andrew Brown. Downtown Andrew Brown, yeah. yeah. Uh, he did a lot of work for Guilds of Ravnica. He was a set design team member, um, and he was... And this very couch talking about the set uh, true. a couple times in the last month or so. Yeah. Um, so here's what he told me, uh, that while propping up older themes is something we love doing, this just didn't fit with the new Golgari on Ravnica. Uh, generally, we like to add to older strategies later in the year, so I would sit tight. Help may be on the way. Intriguing. That sounds very, yeah. Intriguing. Forward-looking. Well, I'm looking so forward to Maybe saplings later, maybe yeah. not. I like saplings. Uh, They're fun. Yeah, I enjoy little them. little buddies, little plant buddies, little plant buddies. Yeah, yeah. good times. And you can also uh, you can also find saplings as part of the uh, new Whisked token set that uh, yeah you that can are, that are, we showed those off a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, from Twitter at Artos Kincaid asks, 
Oh, this is a good question for you, actually, Blake. It's a great uh, question for me. Will we ever see weekly content releases on Daily MTG again outside of Morrow's articles? Yeah, so those of you who don't know, I'm more than just a smiling face on Weekly MTG. I don't smile that often, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I do more than host this show and uh, write things on Twitter. Uh, I also kind of oversee Daily MTG. We've got another guy, Chris Gleason, who actually mostly runs the show. Uh, but since I was hired here four years ago, Daily MTG has kind of been my thing. And uh, so asking about daily content releases, what uh, he's asking is we used to have a very regimented schedule. I remember that. For yeah. Daily MTG, where uh, it was something like Monday was Making Magic, Tuesday was Serious Fun, Wednesday was uh, what we call Magic Story now, mm -hmm. what we called Uncharted Realms then. Thursday, I forget what Thursday's article was, and Friday was, uh, Friday was, it was the R&D column. Uh, Sam Stoddard wrote it. for. Yeah, I remember, time. yeah. Uh, anyway, so we used to be really regimented about what we wrote every day. And while that worked for a while, it denied us a lot of flexibility. So for, let's, let's look at yesterday, for example. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, we had four things that posted. Yep. We posted two MTG Arena articles, we posted the full card image gallery, and we posted a wallpaper. Um, and I guess while we're talking about weekly content releases, wallpaper is still a weekly content yes, release. Yes, it is. You can find some excellent, cool wallpapers based Every on the Wednesday. art from yeah. Magic the Gathering. It's one of our most popular things we do, actually. <laughs> um, so anyway, we used to have that lineup, but if, if we were still in that world where we had to do the same thing every day on each week, yesterday would have been five articles. Yeah. Uh, you know, tomorrow would be however many. It, it's, it really restricted what we could do and what we, versus what we had to do. And um, obviously some of those columns were more popular than others. Uh, Mark is an anchor. He's not going anywhere. Uh, so no, for the time being, we are not doing weekly regular releases. That said, we do semi-regular things that happen every couple weeks when it makes sense. So uh, uh, what's Gavin's column, I, I'm Beyond the Basics. So Gavin does an article called Beyond the Basics. He doesn't do it every week, but it's always under the Beyond the Basics heading. We do that every couple of weeks when it makes sense. Uh, same thing, R&D does a semi-regular, they used to do it every week, but it became too much, so they do it kind of when the set comes out and they have the most to talk about. Uh, and that's the thing, forcing someone to write about, write every week Mark's a master. He's a genius when it comes to oh, writing. Yeah, the the amount of content that guy cranks, cranks out is absurd. Uh, the rest of us are mere mortals. So we, we kind of shifted around our philosophy and we moved to a more flexible schedule. So we probably will not start going back to every week on every day you will get the same thing. Uh, but what we will do is keep coming up with uh, slots that people can write in and then sure. doing what's most important to talk about on any given day regardless of what we talked about last week. Got it. So, that's been the philosophy. Well, that's a good philosophy. I like that. Uh, good, thanks. Those are, uh, those are pretty much all the questions we got from Twitter, so I guess what I'll, we, I'll check to Do we see. have any in chat? Looks like we have... Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Um, there, there's, uh, there's one in chat. Uh, I saw you were doing new guild-themed word shirts. Are you mm -hmm. also going to do basic guild shirts like you did for Return to Ravnica? I don't um, actually know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. I believe 
I haven't seen anything on Neither this. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, I, and I know the RTR, RTR shirts they're talking about. I own one. I love yeah. those shirts. I think they're great. I do too. I have um, an Izzet shirt that I wear all the time. Yeah, I have the Azorius one. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm not aware of any. Uh, as the comms team, we often know about most things going on, but not always. So uh, I do not know the answer to that. Yeah. I'm going to ask about it, and maybe I'll tweet about it later. Yeah. Uh, and the, the thing I was, the thing I was, uh, oh, here's one. Do you know any fun commander or combos? Uh, I know yeah. many yes. fun commanders and combos. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about some of my current favorites. I can talk um, about some of mine. Yeah, yeah so uh, I very much want to build a Muldrotha commander. Uh, we, with the full release of Guilds of Ravnica, Muldrotha got a couple new toys. Yeah, Deadweight. Deadweight. Yeah. Deadweight is what I was thinking of. Yeah. So anytime you can get uh, a permanent that does something and then goes to the graveyard, it's amazing with Muldrotha. Uh, Deadweight will kill a small creature, go to the graveyard, and then you can play it again for just one black mana. So that's great. Um, my current favorite decks, I have uh, Tavisa the Sunlit, and so I play a lot of, it's, a, it's an enchantment deck. It's got a couple uh, Planeswalkers in it, and doubling season. So, yep. yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I've been uh, at the receiving end of this. My favorite combo with that one is basically doubling season plus uh, Jace, Architect of Thought. So you play Jace Architect of Thought, comes in with eight counters, you immediately minus eight it, and then uh, you get to play a card out of everybody's deck, which usually gets you going to win on the spot. Pretty good, yeah. Um, but there are, a, there are a bunch of plays and walkers that if you get doubling season out, you kind of just win immediately. I think Tomio the, Emblem. Yeah, I think the last game we played, you just went just, Tomio, Tomio Emblem. Yeah. And then, like, both Tomios, actually. I think you had yep, to get the Omniscience Tomio and, yeah, mm -hmm. and Absolutely. regular Tomio. And our joke was that because it has green in the deck, you just include a one of Hornet Sting in there, so that when you pull that off, you just know, Hornet Sting everyone funny. to death. Yeah, most yeah. of the time I brain geyser people for lethal. Yeah, yeah, I've which heard is you great tell too. About but that. I, uh, my favorite commander, I have a couple of favorite commanders. My, uh, my favorite one is Selvala, Heart of the Wild. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mono green ramp, you gotta love it. Yep. Uh, you can, you can indeed in that deck, you can do turn three Gigantosaurus, as our good <laughs> friend Danny Trejo says. Uh, but uh, yeah, my, my one of my favorite decks that I built recently is my uh, blue white Azor, the Lawbringer deck. Mm. Uh, and is that one, a commander or brawl? Commander. Commander. So uh, one of my favorite cards in that deck is Render Silent. <laughs> so so we play we play a lot of commander around the office. In one game, I, uh, I I cast Render Silent on Blake, and if you don't know what that card does, it's counter target spell that player can't cast spells for the rest of their turn. So Blake baited out the counter spell that he knew that I had, and it turned out to be render silent, and then he couldn't do anything for the rest of the turn. Not only that, I hadn't done anything for like <laughs> yeah, five turns, and he had countered it's true. basically every spell I cast. It's true. And then you I was were, like, okay, this turn I can cast two spells, he's only got enough mana for one. And then right, it was render silent. I, I don't even remember what deck I was playing or what I was baiting with. I don't remember either. It, and it was like it was like a nothing spell, too, that I was just I know. countering no matter what. I'm aware. Uh, so the reason the reason that I laughed uh, was question for Steve. Could you spare some change for gas? I need to get myself away from this place. Oh, no, don't. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, what a concept to to the person who asked that. Thank you very much for that. Uh, let's see. I don't know if this is art. This had already been asked. Okay. But are there any plans to incorporate older art for cards that are reprinted in standard? Same with lands. Um, it depends on what you mean by older art, I guess. Yeah, it's, so a lot of the art from the early days of Magic can't really be used because no. of the way those contracts were drawn up. Yes. Uh, so the 
incorporating them into standard, typically not. So the deal with standard is, with the exception of core sets, um, and even this last core set was a bit of an exception, mm -hmm. uh, they have a particular world and feel. So when you're talking about older cards, in order to just get that art um, be the same, you need everything to line up. It needs to be the same world. That world still needs to have a same similar feel to it. So, for example, you could not do an original Zendikar card on uh, our return to Zendikar stuff because Eldrazi were rampaging all over it and sucking things dry, and it wouldn't have the same uh, verdant green look that it had. Right. Uh, kind of a similar thing with Ravnica. So you would think that some of our reprints for Ravnica, you could do similar art, but there's a whole different feel this time around to Guilds of Ravnica. Mm -hmm. um, as a lot of people know, it's it's fall yeah. there, so there's a lot of foliage. It's autumn there's a and Ravnica. Yeah, autumn and Ravnica. Uh, so it's a different mood. It's a different feel. Uh, so never say never. Right. Obviously, you can always, especially if it, if the old art is not that old, if it was from one of the previous Ravnicas, maybe you could use it. But uh, also, people like new art, and they like yeah. having options. Well, and also, I think, I think the fact that we're going back to Ravnica, just using Guilds of Ravnica as an example, mm -hmm. in the fall gives uh, our art team a chance to really experiment with some some cool stuff. So the yep. ability to give a different expression to the uh, the shocklands that we're reprinting in mm -hmm. DRN, for example, um, I think that's a really cool thing for them to do to be able to depict these uh, these places in a different, uh, not the same setting, but a different yep. season. Uh, so yeah, I I love a lot of the old art. I think it's great, and I, I'm always happy when I see it again. So. You know, and having uh, variations in art lets people customize. You know, you uh, which shockland art you prefer, play that one. Yeah. Uh, here's another question. That gray fleece looks smart AF. <laughs> can we buy them online? <laughs> you cannot. You can't. You, these are, uh, so I, I'm also part of the coverage team. Yes. I'm not going this weekend. I'm sending my understudy. But uh, we all have uh, various gear. So we have some polo shirts. Uh, we have a cardigan that you've probably seen uh, Nate Price wear. If oh, you does know. Nate like cardigans? Nate likes cardigans. Mm. True story. Uh, so, <laughs> now these are, um, we wear these when we go to events and uh, we order them for employees. Yeah, and uh, I'm still waiting for the day when they make a blazer for me. Still waiting for that day. It's never going to happen. Uh, oh let's see never here. Never say never. Oh, here's a logistical question that you might sure. be able to answer. Uh, when does the next PPTQ schedule go live on the website? It's basically next week that they start. Um, excellent question. I will have to check on that. Okay. Yeah. So watch Blake's Twitter. I watch. Guess. I'll, I'll yeah. check. I'll check on the PPTQ schedule. PPTQ schedule. I don't. Um, I don't manage that. Um, so it's probably in the works, but I don't have that information right here. Sorry. Uh, here's here's a question that has nothing to do with magic, uh, and it's for me, apparently. It says, question for Steve, is mayonnaise an instrument? Why did our moderator I, give I us that I question? Know. I'm confused. And we did say ask us anything. Yeah, I mean, like that is that is technically anything. I like. <laughs> well, let's let's think about this for a second. So, do we need to? do we do we need to, I now I'm curious. We like, could is, be opening a box of Mythic Edition, and you want to answer the question: Is mayonnaise an instrument? Or we could be opening a can of mayonnaise and trying to figure out if mayonnaise is an mayonnaise instrument. Come in case? Uh, I don't believe that mayonnaise is an instrument. Thank you for your question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, here's, ah, uh, Blake, this is a good one for you. Here, awesome. I, I, an, okay. an, actual, an actual question right. came in. 
we'll, we'll have to talk about mayonnaise later. Right? This is way, <laughs> okay, this is way more important. Uh, how do you decide which preview cards go to which content providers? Uh, yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Especially since Blake is in charge of the preview plan. I am in charge of the preview plan. So uh, we do a large meeting for every, almost every set. It's, where It's actually a very, it's a cool meeting. Yeah, I, I where love, we, we meet for a bunch and we start putting things, uh, putting cards in slots. So a lot of what we do in that meeting is I get all the, as many people who worked on the set as possible, from the art team, from the story team, to uh, the actual designers and developers. Uh, I bring in people like Mark Rosewater, obviously, and uh, everybody uh, talks about the set because they know the set intimately more than I do. I'll have looked at the set by that point, but obviously I wasn't involved in the creation. And I'll start asking questions. So, for example, I'll say, uh, I need a powerful commander card. And we'll say, okay, that's going to go to the command zone or EDH rec or something like that. Mm -hmm. So basically, I will come in kind of, come in, to the session with my sort of wish list-ish of outlets. Mm -hmm. And then we'll try to match them up. And then, of course, in the course of it, uh, people will say, hey, this card's really cool. We should preview it somewhere. Give us an idea. So that's, for example, uh, ProPoints podcast uh, through Sam Black. So I actually gave uh, Hunted Witness to Sam Black. Right. And he yeah. chose to do it on his, his podcast. And that was that is a card through Doom Traveler that Sam is really well known for. He's really well known for sacrificing creatures and that sort of stuff. So in the preview meeting, when we were looking at uh, Hunted Witness, we're just like, this is this is such a Sam Black card. We have to yeah. give this to him. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's same things. Before Tom Ross started working here, if ever we got a card that was infect related, we gave it to Tom Ross. Uh, for uh, people like Wedge, uh, we know they're. Uh, proclivities well enough. I actually just got a request from him right before this show yep, for the kind of for the kind of card he would like to preview yep. for Guilds of Ravnica or for uh, Ravnica Allegiance. And a lot of the time we will try to uh, to make those. So yeah, within reason. Within reason. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of for Guilds of Ravnica asking content creators what their favorite guild was. Yeah. And giving them a card or a number of cards from that guild. Uh, so I can provided tell that the guild was in Guilds of Ravnica. Yes, provided yeah. it was in Guilds <laughs> yeah. of Ravnica. So there's a lot of knowing the content creators, knowing what they like, or just asking them, and then trying to match those up so that I know it's something that they can have fun with, which is really the important part. Something that they're gonna they're going to enjoy previewing. That doesn't always work. No. I've occasionally given cards to people that they were just like, "What do I do with this?" Um, I can remember a few instances of that, but uh, and it and it happens. But mostly, we try to match up cards that match up with outlets, and that's why you'll see, um, for example, when we do commander previews, we do a lot of commander outlets. Right. There's obviously a lot of commander stuff to go around, and then when we hit a regular set, you know, we'll hit a couple commander outlets, but maybe not all of them, and so that's why a lot of it's cyclical as well and balances out yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good answer. Uh, so thanks. The. Uh, Apparently, we are still getting questions in chat about the GP schedule. Uh, for those of you that got yep. here late, uh, the GP schedule will be announced on October 4th yep. uh, at 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on Weekly MTG, twitch.tv slash magic. Uh, so if you are looking for the final GP schedule, uh, please tune in then. What we were able to tell you earlier in the show, uh, two GPs coming up in January, GP Oakland, January the weekend of January 5th, and GP Prague, the weekend of January 12th. Yep. So... Uh, again, if you came late, just wanting to make sure that we reiterated that. 
uh, that particular information. So mm -hmm. again, October 4th, uh, please tune in, 8 a.m. Blake and I will be here bright and early, hopefully with coffee. Um, definitely with coffee. Definitely with coffee. So uh, we're going to put a quick pause on answering questions. We'll, if we have time, we'll come back to them at the end. So please keep asking your questions in Twitch chat. But one of the things that we were going to do today that we are both very excited very about exciting. is getting here. to show you uh, what Mythic Edition Guilds of Ravnica looks like. Absolutely. So, so we've, got, we've got the thing here, and I'm going to move on. So move it is available uh, for pre-order starting October 3rd. Uh, and you should pay attention. If, if you're interested in Guilds of Ravnica, you should also pay attention to our website yeah. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of news about it then. But in the meantime, let's show you how cool this is. So this is yeah. the box that it comes in. It does yeah. not come in a normal Guilds of Ravnica box. So you can see there's a there's a cool little Planeswalker symbol that's basically like embossed on there. Mm -hmm. um, it, it sort of reflects off as well. And the uh, and the box itself has a little bit of a, a, a sheen on it as well. It's also meant to be reused. Uh, yeah. So there, we're going to show you there are three compartments in the middle. Uh, I think the middle one holds how much? I've been told that it can hold a uh, commander deck. Uh, okay. So 100 a cards. A sleeved commander double deck. Double sleeved, I've heard. Double sleeved commander I've heard. deck. Yeah. So... Uh, this is the way it opens up. It opens up like this, and this is not uh, this is not Velcro. This is the I, I don't know what it's called, but it's like the plastic version the of the little hooks. Yeah, that, the, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's really nice. And then it opens up, and it uh, this compartment sort of comes out. So, out. so you can see that there's a center compartment and two side compartments. The center compartment is where the masterpiece boosters are. Mm -hmm. uh, and we uh, a lot of these have been opened already, just uh, because this is a this is a product. But we we kept one booster sealed that we can open on stream, uh, and so I'm going to move this over to the side really quickly so we can focus on this booster. Uh, so this is what the masterpiece boosters look like. They don't look like regular Guilds of Ravnica boosters at all. Um, they have a Planeswalker symbol on them and yep. the same basically the same color scheme as the um, as the box itself. And on the back, you can see it's it's a sealed booster. Uh, if you are interested in something like this, uh, I don't know enhance. if our... Enhance. 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 So you can see the little white part where the, the number normally is, it says Tezzeret on the back. Yeah, so that lets you know if, if you purchase one of these from a third party or something like that, it lets you know which packs have which for yeah. your drafting experience, first of all. And second of all, if you get a loose pack somehow, you'll know exactly what's in it. Yeah. Um, you can't get a box and open it up and look and see, oh, there's like four Tezzers in here. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, so you'll be able to verify because it's printed right on the pack, yep. which is cool. So uh, we're going to open this up so that people can see Crap. exactly what's in uh, in these Masterpiece Boosters. So uh, now if... So I'm just going to... Do it right down the middle there so people can see me open it, right? So, uh, good thing the full Guilds of Ravnica spoiler is already up. Yep. Card Image Gallery is As all, already yesterday. up. As of yesterday. So, uh, what you have in the pack is, uh, and if we want to enhance on the on the pack itself so that people, people can actually see. Thank you very much to our producer, Sean, for doing this. So, uh, in in the pack, there it is a regular Guilds of Ravnica pack, basically. So, um, there are, let's see, that's three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine commons. And that's because the masterpiece takes the place of a common. Like most foils do. Uh, and then you've got your three uncommons. One, two, three. And then you've got your rare, which in this case is Pelt Collector. That's a good one. Uh, you have your masterpiece here. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, about the foiling on this as well. But... Uh, it looks really great in person. It feels really good. 
Um, it's really, really cool. It looks good on camera. Uh, and then you've got your land in your land slot, so the gate. Uh, and then you've got a token. Uh, so the thing about uh, the token slot, this is a soldier token, mm -hmm. but, the, uh, but it doesn't have the Guilds of Ravnica symbol on it. You'll notice that it actually has the Mythic Edition symbol uh, on there. I don't know how, how far we can zoom in if that's about it, <laughs> but it has the Mythic Edition symbol on there. It doesn't have the Guilds of Ravnica uh, set, set symbol on there. So the reason is that uh, in the token slot, all of the, uh, all the tokens relate to Mythic Edition Planeswalkers and uh, the Mythic Edition Planeswalkers. So the Mythic Edition Planeswalkers can make a soldier token, which Elspeth Knight Errant can. Uh, I'm not it'll pulling be... out Elspeth. I am pulling out... So we're going to move this aside, Yeah, basically. move that aside. So they each come with a specific token. So here's Rao, is it Viceroy? Uh, and Rao has an emblem. So there's a special Mythic Edition emblem that matches his art. The, the Mythic Edition art, specifically. Yes, the yeah. Mythic Edition art, specifically. And uh, as you saw in the Tesseract pack, all of these will come uh, with, with nine commons, three uncommons, a rare, and a land. A rare or a mythic rare, and a land. Yep. Uh, so we're going to continue to show these off to you here on camera. So you've got... Uh, and I think I think what they did that was really cool is they, they these tokens that are with uh, the Planeswalkers that don't have an emblem or don't create a token are for some of the other Planeswalkers that create both an emblem and a token. Yeah, so the zombie comes with Liliana the Last So if, uh, if we pan up a little bit, yeah, oops, sorry, sorry, Sean. <laughs> uh, so we've got, uh, on right above Ral is Advisory, we've got uh, Nickel Bolas Planeswalker along with a zombie token. There we go. Uh, and then we've got some of these other Mythic yeah. Edition boosters that are already open that we can show you. Uh, this is probably my favorite one in the entire in the entire set. This yeah, is the Elspeth Knight Errant. Uh, new art, and of course that new art uh, is, if you want to pan over to Tezzeret, and then you can pan down, Sean, yeah, uh, <laughs> to the new Elspeth Knight Errant art, and that emblem has the new art on it, and this art is so sweet. It is. It's so cool. Um, I can't. I can't wait for people to get their hands on these because it's it's really really awesome to see that art yeah. depicted there. We're gonna make life easy on Sean. And yeah, just we're just gonna move, we're just and gonna we'll move, move the stuff yeah. into the camera. Yeah. All right. So here is Vraska and Vraska's emblem. Yep. I'm gonna switch that up real quick so that. Yeah. And then let's take. Ooh, we got next. Uh, ooh, Teferi. Oh man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the Teferi, hero Dominaria Teferi and Teferi's fancy. Fancy emblem. emblem with the with the new art, mm -hmm. which is very cool. And we got and two more. Got two more here because there are eight Mythic Edition Planeswalkers uh, for for that are draft ready. Oh, this is Liliana, the Last Hope. This yep. one, this one's super cool. Um, all right, so we've got Liliana, the Last Hope, right here. If you can see that, it's pretty great. And then we've got finally. Uh, what are we missing here? Oh, I know what we're missing. We're missing the goblin himself, Doretti, in Genius Iconoclast. So, there. And Doretti's construct. He makes constructs. So, and all then I want to point this out too because this is adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The token with with uh, at MTG Rich. Hey, Rich. And uh, and Maria Bartholdi from Coverage. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we've got, uh, so these are the Mythic Edition Planeswalkers, and uh, I know that there have been a lot of questions about uh, this product specifically, and while we're not going to be able to answer all of them, uh, 
one of the things that we found out is that uh, the, the foiling on them is similar to the one that we've done for From the Vault, but, uh, but, updated. but updated and improved. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you and I picked these cards up, and I did we, not think it was. The we didn't same think foiling. it was the same foiling, actually. Um, so let me see here. So if you can, you can see uh, we've zoomed in quite a few times. Is there? I'm going to check. I'll see if chat wants to see anyone in particular. Uh, oh, uh, somebody asked, are they all single face tokens? Yes, they are all single sided tokens. Yeah, they have so that's an ad card you on saw the, the the Rich and Maria yeah. on the back of them. Others have various ads. Up. Yep. Rich, Fine. It's, it's it's like that game where you've got to match them by turning them over. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, we've got at least one Rich and Maria. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, they are not double-sided tokens. But all of the tokens that come with, uh, in the Token Slot of Mythic Edition will be, you'll, you'll be able to use them with the Planeswalkers that you get, and that yep. was intentional um, by the design team. So let's see. Uh, somebody would like to see the Liliana up close. Uh, Sean, that Liliana is in the bottom, uh, bottom yep. row right there, if you want to take a look at that. And I'd be happy to hold it up and... Tip it up a little bit. A yeah, little it's, bit. It, it looks a lot better than shrink. Yeah. Yeah. So you can you can see that. Uh, and these to to be clear, every every card here except uh, Tezzeret has been open for a while, and you can see that it's the card is like really nice. It's super intact. Like very very cool. And the uh, the foiling looks really really like I was yeah. surprised by how how great the foiling looks. Yeah. On uh, all let's these. pull the box in too because you yeah. can see. How the rest of the box is laid out. And like we said, this is, it's meant to be reused. Yeah. So can we, uh, uh, there we go. There we go. So here's the box and it's meant to be reused. You can see the center, center bit right here can hold, uh, can hold things. And if you take this out, you can take out this little insert. And on the sides are the guilds of Ravnica packs. So if you, and they, they, uh, they loose like this, you can take them out and they're right here. There's regular guilds of Ravnica packs. Yep. Right. Um, and this side can also hold, uh, you know, dice or a sixty-card deck. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a it's a cool design for for this box. And this is this is really solid uh, construction. Yeah. You know, it's it'll last you if you take good care of it. It'll last you a really long time. Yeah, it looks good. Um, yeah. It's and so what you do is you you gather all this up and you can put them into the in the box. Take it with you. It's a cool draft experience. Yep. I'm super out of frame because I was I had moved <laughs> over to. Um, so you'll be more able Elspeth, to... Hold yep. on. I, nope, we got a question. More Elspeth, please. Can I see her more? Move her a little so we can see the foiling on the camera. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Um, Elspeth is in the center, Sean. Yeah. Uh, so here's Elspeth. I, I am super excited for this version of Elspeth. I'm a big Elspeth Knight Errant fan. So there you go. There's the foiling. And you can you can see... These are under, like, fancy... Uh, fancy They're still under some lights. intense lights. Really? That's why the that's why it's so dramatic when you, when you see the foiling. But... Yep. When you look at it straight on, you can see how how great that art is, and then when you when you move it around, you can see a little bit of how how the foiling actually works. And uh, to be honest, when you see them in person, you get to see that the the foiling does have those same details that uh, that are that are packed foil sent to with like the the accented uh, like the eyes shine. Yeah, and stuff you like can that. like yeah. even looking at it from here, the characters themselves stick out from the background and kind of. I don't think it's meant to be 3D, but it kind of looks yeah, that way. Yeah, it feels that way. This it it's really cool foiling. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for players to get their hands on these. Um, it's a all all of the art is just really really cool. Yeah. I love it. 
It's really great. Uh, so again, these are available on the Hasbro Toy Shop. Uh, oh, how do you draft October it? October third. How, how do, do you draft, draft it? So that that that's up to you. The yeah. the uh, the product itself comes with twenty four packs. Yep. Which is perfect for an eight person draft pod, and there just happen to be eight masterpiece uh, Guilds of Ravnica. They're packs marked as well. clearly, so you can hand them out however you want. Yeah. You could say, you know. Everyone who drafts, set aside your Planeswalker or just draft the Planeswalker. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of up to you. Yeah. But they're clearly marked so that you know exactly what to do with it. Exactly. So that that's uh, you can draft it any way you want. It's your it's your box. Yeah. You so you can have uh, you know seven other friends come over. You can uh, take the Planeswalker pa the masterpiece packs out and do a chaos draft with with the Planeswalker packs. That is be, bold. Right. Right. That is bold. Be pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, or you can be like me and greedily crack Teferi and then not care what happens. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Uh, but well, the cracking Teferi probably that, is. I, what, I, what I love is I didn't actually know that we were doing the, uh, the emblems for these until, until you and I actually went in and looked, yeah. looked through the box. We didn't, I didn't know that we were doing the emblems. So the fact that we're doing the emblems and that uh, the tokens come with them as well with that cool uh, Mythic Edition symbol on mm -hmm. there, I'm, I'm really excited to you know, get some of these into a commander deck yeah. or into... Uh, no, of cube. So, so we got about 15 minutes left. Let's see if we have any more questions. If not, uh... uh... So did each pack say which Planeswalker was in that respective pack or were they designated? Yes, yes. each one does. So There's a white uh, spot on the back. Let we me, can I'll get, a, I'll get another zoom booster in on wrapper for you. So this one was Liliana's. If uh, I'll, I'll put it right here, Sean, if you want to zoom in on the white part. Mm, yeah, so you enhance. can see. It says right there, Liliana. So every single pack, uh, every single Masterpiece pack is labeled. Yep. And you'll be able to see exactly which Planeswalker comes in that pack. So if you yep. want to give someone a specific Planeswalker, if you're, uh, if you're ordering this and you want to give your friends a really nice gift, but you want to give them something specific. Or hoard to fairy for yourself. Also fine. Yeah. Also fine. They, hey, they're, they're your cards. You can do what you want with them. Um, it doesn't look like we've got any questions. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, spin our wheels a little bit with, as we you know, talk about what's coming up next week and stuff like that. But, sure. Oh, uh, are any more of the masterpieces coming to standard? Uh, no. 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 So the the Planeswalkers, Ral, Teferi, and Vraska are all standard playable. Yep. But uh, as far as I'm aware, no. Nope. No. Nope. None of these are. Yep. All right. So uh, next week, we're going to be back, like we said, with uh, Gavin Verhey and Matt Tabak. We're going to talk through pre-release. Uh, so it's going to be kind of a pre-release primer live. Yeah. Uh, so I would recommend that to any of your friends who haven't done a pre-release before. If you haven't done a pre-release before, uh, Gavin's really good at this. He's been writing pre-release primers for years. Yeah. And so he's going to come in and talk about uh, how to experience your first pre-release. Matt's going to help us out with any rules and also being really tall. And he, he loves himself some comedy styling, so he, he does. we can look he's forward a, to a, a few jokes. Musing human. Yep. Um, other than that, we're out uh, until next week. Yeah. Uh, Kenji Igashiris coming up after this. He's going to be playing some MTG Arena. Yep. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for your questions.